0: Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters.
1: Some people actually see things. Uh, this may be gift of discernment. On occasion, I see things. I see things.
0: He sees things all right, but what he sees is about as far away from discernment as you could possibly get. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Justin Peters. I hope that this finds you and your family doing well today. I want to thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. Mark Driscoll sees things. And dear friends, I'm going to play a video to show you what he himself Claims that he sees now, let me say this at the onset. This is not sadly a video for the kiddos. This is not one for the young ones, the younglings to watch so if you have younger children um this video um will will have some deal with some issues that you probably do not want to expose them to yet, and that's sad to say that <laughs> given that we're dealing with a pastor here. Uh, Mark Driscoll is not someone that I have uh, dealt with on my YouTube channel up to this point, I don't think. But um, I, I wanted, I've been wanting to do this video actually for a number of months, specifically because uh, Mark Driscoll has been on a um, screed against cessationism and cessationists in general. And so I want to show you some screenshots of some tweets that he has put up um, to express his disdain for cessationism. Now, I would imagine most of you watching this video, you're probably at least somewhat familiar with Mark Driscoll and who he is. Uh, I'm not going to go into all of the detail, but of course, he used to be the pastor of Mars Hill Church, and he is now the pastor of a different church, you know, Mars Hill in, in the Seattle, Washington area. Now he's down in the Phoenix, Arizona area. But uh, you might remember that he was the pastor of that church. He had quite the reputation and not a good one. He was known as the cussing pastor. And from what others have said who used to be on staff with him or work with him at Mars Hill, they say that uh, the language that he would use from the pulpit uh, was pretty tame compared to what he would use um, on outside of Sunday during the week and with staff Uh, He was known for being a a bully, known for being very, very heavy-handed and and using profane and crass language, low-brow language, and uh, of course, some of this came out even in his preaching, and uh, I have often said, whether we're talking about Mark Driscoll or anyone, but just as a general rule, whatever a man is willing to say and do in public rest assured that it's much worse behind closed doors that's just a general rule of human nature but uh because of the reputation he had because of the bullying and uh the the crass language the heavy-handedness uh the the anger and all of that kind of stuff uh, mark driscoll has never met the biblical qualifications per first timothy chapter 3 of being an elder, of being in any kind of spiritual leadership. Uh, but he's he's made a big deal out of attacking cessationism. And so um, let, me, let me, and if you want to, you, you've probably heard of the podcast, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Uh, I've listened to some of it, not all of it. But uh, anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. But I, I said all that just to give you kind of a a brief overview if you're not familiar, if you're one of the few who watching this channel not familiar with Mark Driscoll. So um, if you want to do a deeper dive on that on your own, you can. So let me show you some screenshots of tweets that he has put up just uh, started saying the past year, well, in the past calendar year, anyway, of cessationism. So he says this first one. He says, cessationism is the closest a Christian can get to atheism without abandoning the faith entirely. It is skeptical, unbiblical nonsense that leads to cold-hearted, critical people. And uh, the ironic thing about that, uh, cold-hearted, critical people, he says that in a criticism of cessationists. So the irony there. But at any rate, uh, the closest thing you can get to atheism without abandoning the faith entirely, that is just patently absurd. Uh, Let me show you this. He says, If you're wondering where cessationism is in the Bible, here it is. And then he quotes 2 Timothy chapter 3. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Uh, Never mind for a moment the paraphrastic New Living Translation that he quotes, but uh, how ironic that he would quote that verse saying that <laughs> that uh, they reject the power that could make them godly, because as we're about to see, dear friends, the things that Mark Driscoll sees are the furthest thing from godly as you can get. Another tweet, he says, Cessationism would have you believe that Satan is still supernaturally active in the world, but the Holy Spirit is not. That's hopeless Christianity. I find this immensely ironic that he would say cessationism believes that Satan is active supernaturally, but the Holy Spirit is not. So if you're a cessationist, you believe Satan is definitely active. Now, this coming right on the heels of him being in the movie titled Domino revival in which he uh, shares the cinematic stage with the modern self professed demon slayers like Mike Signorelli, Isaiah Saldivar, Alexander Pagani, Vlad Savchuk. Uh, you see those guys there, and then Mark Driscoll there up at the top. Uh, the <laughs> These are people who think there's a demon under every rock, nook, and cranny. If you sneeze, you got a demon. If you've got some sin issue, anger issue, which Mark would be familiar with that. But if you've got an anger issue, or if you have lustful thoughts, or if you, um, you know, I don't know what name your favorite sin. uh, It's not your fault. No, you got a demon, and you need to have you need to have that malevolent miscreant. cast out of yourself and then you'll be all better. So, I mean, they literally, (laughs) it's the charismatics who ascribe everything to demons uh, in Satan. But no, apparently if you're a cessationist, that's what you do. And and he says uh, that cessationists don't believe the Holy Spirit is active. So let me get this straight. So uh, you're palling around with the demon slayers who think that Christians... Can have a demon indwelling them inside of them, and we're the ones who think the Holy Spirit is not active. You know, call me old fashioned, but I would ha- I just have to think that the third person of the Triune God is probably powerful enough uh, as He resides within a believer not to uh, not to put up with any unwelcome roommates demonic roommates uh, in there with him. Uh, it's just, I honestly, when I read that tweet, my my mouth dropped open. That's just like unbelievable. All right. So now he says, what's a cessation? Oh, this person uh, asked him on Twitter, what is a cessationist? And he responds, the theological equivalent of a root canal. So quite clearly, uh, Mark Driscoll does not have a uh, soft spot in his heart anywhere for cessationism or cessationists. So if you're a cessationist, you are cold-hearted. You're critical. Uh, you it's not in the Bible. Uh, you you you're not godly, and you um, don't you believe Satan is active, but the Holy Spirit is not. And it's uh, the theological equivalent of having a root canal. Okay, so without is that is groundwork. I want to show you. Uh, video clip. And it's a short video clip. It's about four or so minutes long. But from time to time, I'm going to stop and interrupt and and comment. But I want to show you what Mark Driscoll thinks is some good fruit of his charismatic theology, how he sees things. Well, let's see what he sees.
1: Uh, like I was meeting with one person and they, they didn't know this, but they were abused when they were a child. And I said, when you were a child, you were abused. This person did this to you, physically touched you this way. He said, how do you know? I said, I don't know. It's like I got a TV right here and I'm seeing it. I said, no, that never happened. I said, well, go ask them. Go ask them if they actually did what I think they did and I see that they did. And they went and asked this person, when I was a little kid, did you do this? And the person said, Yeah, but you were only like a year or two old. How do you remember that? I said, oh, Pastor Mark told me.
0: Come on. Let me get this straight. So Mark Driscoll claims to get a vision of uh, someone being abused when they were one or two years old. And says, yeah, go, go. The person didn't even remember it. But go and talk to this person that did it to you because I saw it. And so the person goes to the um, alleged abuser and said, did you abuse me when I was a little kid? Why, yes, I did. Who does that? I mean, my goodness, people. I mean, how dumb does Mark Driscoll think we are? Who does that? And boy, if there's any group of people who are known for their honesty, it's child abusers. I mean, how dumb do you think we are? Friends, that is a flat out lie. He said this in a sermon. He had to give this some thought before he got up into the pulpit. This was planned. This was planned. He had to give this some forethought. So he planned on lying in his sermon. Unbelievable. Disqualified from being anywhere near a pulpit.
1: Okay. I'm not a guru, I'm not a freak. I don't talk about this. If I did talk about it, everybody'd want to meet with me and I'd end up like one of those guys on TV.
0: He says, I'm not a guru, I'm not a freak. I would say making up lies about someone being molested as a child, that's that's pretty freaky. Unbelievable. And then he says, Well, I don't I don't talk about it except for right now when I'm talking about it, but I don't talk about it, but I'll talk about it now in front of my flock, in front of my church, you know, this flock that I'm supposed to be feeding and shepherding, caring for. I'll talk about it now, but other than that, I won't talk about it. Just unbelievable. Okay, dear ones, uh, before I show you the next clip, I want to, again, give you fair warning that if there's little children around, Uh, if you've, this is, I mean, what we've heard is bad enough. It's about to get worse. And uh, I'm going to show you this, not for the sake of being salacious in and of itself, but because Mark Driscoll has made such a big point of attacking cessationists and talking about how ungodly we are. Okay. So with that in mind, cessationists are ungodly watch this and you can decide for yourself uh, who is
1: ungodly. But some of you have this visual ability to see things. Um, uh, There was one woman uh, I dealt with, she'd never told her husband that uh, she had committed adultery on him early in the relationship. I said, you know, she's sitting there with her husband, I said, you know, I think the root of all this, I think Satan has a foothold in your life because you've never told your husband about that really tall blonde guy that you met at the bar. And then you went back to the hotel and you laid on your back and you undressed yourself and he climbed on top of you and you had sex with him and snuggled up with him for a while. And deep down in your heart, uh, even though you had just met him, you desired him because secretly he is the fantasy body type. I said, you remember that place? It was that cheap hotel with that certain colored bedspread you, did, you had sex with the light on because you weren't ashamed and you wanted him to see you and you wanted to see him? She's just looking at me like...
0: Friends, that is disgusting. Mark Driscoll would have the audacity to lay the blame of having pornographic visions at the feet of the Holy Spirit? Blaming him? I mean, he claims he gets visions of other people in the act of fornication to the to the degree that he has details about the, the guy's height, hair color, position that they're laying in the, the description of the hotel room. and he's going to put that on the Holy Spirit. I I just, I, sometimes I don't even know what to say. And he says, cessationists are ungodly? Friends, that is disturbing. That is beyond sinful. That is just incomprehensible. He's lying. He is lying. The Holy Spirit emphatically did not put those images in his head.
1: I said, you know, it was about 10 years ago. See everything. She says, she just looks at her husband. He says, is that true? She says, yeah. He was 6'2", blonde hair, blue eye. Yeah.
0: So we're expected to believe yet again that this woman confesses to being unfaithful to her husband, breaking their marriage vows by having an affair with absolutely no evidence whatsoever except for Mark Driscoll's visions. But she's just gonna spill the beans on everything. Why don't we just take it from the top? Here it goes! I sped. I followed too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield at a crosswalk. I changed lanes in the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding!
1: Is that all? No! I have unpaid parking tickets. Be gentle. Some of you when you're counseling, you will see things. I mean you will you will literally gift a discernment see things. I can't even explain it. It doesn't happen all the time.
0: I can explain it. You're lying.
1: Sometimes your counselee, they will see things. There's, I found this with people. I said, okay, now let me, I'm going to ask the demon questions. You tell me what they say. They don't say anything. It's like, what are you hearing? They said, nothing. They said, but I'm seeing stuff. I'm like, oh, oh well, tell me, what's that? I'm seeing, you know, when I was little, my grandpa molested me. I didn't know that. I said, well, let's not assume it's true. Go ask your grandpa. Grandpa says, yeah, when you were little, I molested you.
0: Again, dear friends, Who believes this? So he says that this person goes up to his grandfather and says, hey, granddad, did you molest me when I was a baby? Well, yeah, yeah, I did. Again, who believes this? He's lying. He's lying through his teeth. And that speaks directly to his character. He's not qualified to be in ministry.
1: Grandpa was assuming they'd be too young to remember so he'd only molest grandkids up until a certain age. But they saw it. It's a supernatural.
0: Friends, I don't want to keep beating this horse about him lying, but I want you to think through the implications of this. He is looking directly in the eyes of his congregation. This man who is supposed to be their spiritual leader, who is supposed to be shepherding them, who is supposed to be caring for them. And he's looking them directly in the eyes and lying to them. He is lying to them to buttress his own supposed spirituality, to make himself seem so spiritual that he gets these visions that are graphic in their detail. That's how spiritual he is. That's how close of a relationship that Mark Driscoll has with the Holy Spirit. Again, this... This goes back to what many of you have heard me say before. It is so ironic that charismatics would look at cessationists and say that we have a low view of the Holy Spirit. Oh, you're a cessationist. You don't believe in the Holy Spirit. You Mark Driscoll as much said that in the tweet. You don't believe in the Holy Spirit is active. It is not we, as cessationists, who have a low view of the Holy Spirit. It is charismatics, by and large, most. In fairness, not all, but most who have a low view of the Holy Spirit because they constantly ascribe things to the Holy Spirit that he is emphatically not doing, putting, not the least of which is giving people pornographic visions and lying to people, lying to his church and lying before God.
1: It's. It's, it's the whole other realm. It's like the matrix. You can take the blue pill, you can take the red pill. You go into this whole other world.
0: And if that is your world, Mark, I want no part of it.
1: And, and, and that's the way it works. So I say, tell me everything you hear, tell me everything you see, and sometimes I see things too. I see things too. I've seen women raped, I've seen children molested, I've seen people abused, I've seen people beaten, I've seen horrible things done horrible things done. I've seen children dedicated in occultic groups, and demons come upon them as an infant, by invitation, and I wasn't present for any of it, but I've seen it visibly. Upon occasion, when I get up to preach, I'll see, just like a screen in front of me, I'll see somebody get raped or abused, and then I'll track them down and say, look, I had this vision, let me tell you about it.
0: So here's a question. Mark Driscoll claims to get visions, apparently pretty regularly, uh, of people, of women being raped, children being molested, children being raped, children being abused in occultic practices. If he has this kind of information, specific, I mean, it's very detailed, remind you, I mean, down to the, the kind of sheets that are on the bed and the exact height of the. I mean, so he gets this kind of detailed visions of crimes? Surely he's been to the police. Surely he has reported to the police these crimes and where they need to go get the perpetrator, right? So there should be records of this. There should be people, there should be men sitting in prison as we speak for these crimes. Show the records. Who are they? He's lying.
1: All true. One I had, I was sitting in my office at the old... uh, earl building this gal walks by nice gal member of the church this one the church was small and it was just like a tv was there and i saw the night before her husband threw up against the wall had her by the throat was physically violent with her and she said that's it i'm telling the pastors and he said if you do i'll kill you he was a very physically abusive man she was walking by and i just saw it It it's like a tv i said hey come here for a sec I said, last night, did your husband throw you up against the wall and have you by the throat, physically assault you and tell you if you told anyone that he would kill you? And she just starts bawling. She says, how did you know? I said, Jesus told me. Call the guy on the phone. Hey, I need you to come to the office. Didn't give him any clue. Comes in. I said, dude, what did you do to your wife last night? Why would you do this? Why would you throw up against the wall? And he gets very angry. They're sitting on the couch. He says, why did you tell him? I said, she didn't. Jesus did. Jesus did.
0: Mark, stop. Blaming Jesus for your lies.
1: And there are some people that have real gift of discernment, and I'm not saying I'm 100% always right with it, but some of you are going to have gift of discernment, and you you need to learn to grow in the use of that gift. And sometimes people will hear things, sometimes people will see things.
0: Dear friends, how ironic that Mark Driscoll would say that cessationists are ungodly when he is blaming the Holy Spirit for putting pornographic visions in his mind and lying to his church and lying to God. And yet it is we cessationists who have a low view apparently of the Holy Spirit. You can't even make this stuff up. Uh, Mark Driscoll has not repented of this in fact that what we just watched if there were no other concerns about Mark Driscoll at all if you know the the crude language foul language and lowbrow stuff that he's known for and all the uh, people that have accused him credibly of being abusive maybe not physically abusive but verbally abusive and Heavy-handed, all of that stuff. If if the rise and fall of Mars Hill had never been put out, if if all we knew was was this, that in and of itself is more than enough to disqualify him from being in ministry. More than enough. Um, yeah. How ironic. So, anyway, dear ones, uh, you know, given that Mark Driscoll has gone on this screed and continues to go on this screed against cessationist and cessationism uh, I thought that this would be um, a rather pointed object lesson in the amazing hypocrisy of a charismatic like Mark Driscoll to say of cessationists that they we don't we don't believe in the activity of the Holy Spirit and we are ungodly dear friends what we've witnessed in this video is some of the most un godly teaching i have ever come across to lay that kind of disgusting and egregious sin at the feet of the holy spirit blame the holy spirit for having pornographic visions that is um that that is not something i have even heard from benny Hinn or kenneth copeland that's as a uh, that's about as dark as it gets and so dear friends um Mark is still a pastor. He's still deceiving a lot of people. He's got a large church in Phoenix, Arizona, in that area. So uh, if you have friends or family members who are watching him or maybe even going to that church, please show them this video. And Mark, my guess is, is that you'll probably watch this video. And I will make the same appeal to you that I have made to other false teachers that I've engaged on this channel. Benny Hinn, Kenneth Copeland, Jesse DePlanis, all of them. I don't hate you. I do not hate you. I do hate what you're doing, but I don't hate you. I love you enough to tell you the truth. I have no reason to believe that you are regenerate in Christ. I don't see how it's possible for someone who actually has the holy spirit living inside of him to blame the holy spirit for what we saw in this clip there's nothing else if there, if nothing else there's nothing else out there about you but just this that's enough to make any person any fair-minded christian to to really doubt your salvation. I have no reason to believe that you are. I don't know how you can do what you've done and and be indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Where is the conviction? Where is the repentance? So mark examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. If you will come to Christ in true faith and repentance. If you will come to him empty-handed in a godly sorrow over your sin, recognizing that you have lied to your church, you have lied to people, and you have lied to God and and blamed Him for disgusting things. That's if if you are truly a Christian, that would that would so drop you to your knees. And the fact that you haven't been dropped to your knees over that. But if you will come to Christ in a godly sorrow over your sin, trust Him and Him alone. If He grants to you true faith and repentance, I would rejoice in that. But. I'll say the same thing to you I've said to others. If you truly do repent, the fruit of that repentance will be evidenced by you stepping out of ministry, getting out of ministry because you're not qualified to be there. All right, dear ones, thank you very much for watching. Until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, are interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.